Ruthann, today's Talk CDL episode is brought to you by DriveWise. That's drivewyze.com. The DriveWise app en- uh, enables you to bypass the scales. Unlike their competitors, um, that you have to order a box and put it in your truck for it to work. DriveWise, you can either use it on your app, you can download it and start bypassing the scales, or if you have an ELD, DriveWise works with that. It's a great tool to have if you're a small company, if you're an owner-operator. Either way, when, when you're lease purchasing or if you're going to be an owner-operator for the rest of your life, you're going to need to be able to bypass the scales. So why wait to go there to some new trucking company and have to keep getting it over and over and over, you're paying for it either way. And it's very uh, inexpensive. So check them out today, drivewyze.com and start bypassing the scales today. Troy, Talk CDL is also brought to you by Camion and LoadSmart. Camion's break-even calculator helps you watch how much you're spending on fuel so that you can make sure that you're not overspending on places that you don't need to and that you can get more profit in your pocket. They are also having a webinar that's free to everyone that wants to join on April 27th. It's for FMCSA compliance intervention. They have a lot of information that they want to give drivers on how they can benefit and how they can watch what the FMCSA is doing to make sure that you are in compliance. Go to Camion's website and click to join the webinar and then go and see it. Awesome. I'm going to check that webinar out myself. Hey, Ruthann, so today on Toxedia, we are going to discuss a couple things. Number one, um, I want to tell you a story about a driver that recently kind of uh, held a truck hostage for about a week. And then I also want to talk to you about inspecting your trailer and your tractor. And I don't mean your pre-trip. I mean inspecting your tractor and your trailer so that you don't get fired from somebody else's damage. Um, it's, it's, it's extremely well. That's, that's, I mean, I sound stupid there with well. <laughs> right. Um, anyways, moving on, the, we're also going to have the word of the day, the joke of the day, and here we go. So check this story out. I uh, was told a story yesterday, actually, about a driver that he started lease purchasing with a trucking company. Um, And the company was in Chicago. It's actually a company with a good reputation. And we, uh, or rather he, I don't know what happened. I don't want to assume what, you know, is in the driver's mind, but Allegedly, he's out on the road, which we could be talking about this also. He's out on the road, and he's a, uh, he has kids. And I guess he has custody of the kids. I don't know how that, how that goes. But he had someone watching the children, and allegedly something happened when he was out on the road to where all of a sudden, all of a sudden he cannot provide, you know, uh, what's the call supervision for these children at home while he's on the road. So he goes home, 
but he doesn't tell the company what's going on. He drives all the way down to South Texas. And he then tells them, hey, I got a problem going on with my kids. My mom is supposed to come and start watching them. You know, I need a day. So this goes on literally for a week, actually eight days. And finally, the company figures this is something doesn't sound right here. Was he under a load? You know, I don't know. I don't think he was. I think he was empty. Because really, because when I was talking to the company, all they wanted him to do was, I think they had a load for him to pick up to get moving. And don't get me wrong, this guy had a brand new truck they gave him. It was a 2022. He was making really good money. His checks were like, you know, three, $4,000. And, you know, everything was going well. But all of a sudden now he's hesitating on coming back out and he's, and again, he may have been telling the truth about the kid thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it happens. Honestly, drivers become the sole provider for their family as far as like just super, like they are the only parent. And, and you know, think about that for a second, you know, you, and I've met many truck drivers that have kids and they are a single parent, but they're out in the road yet. And, you know, to be honest with you, I almost think that that's probably no life for, it's almost, I'm not trying to tell people how to live their life, but if you've got like a five-year-old and a 10-year-old at home and you've got maybe grandma watching the kids or you have a nanny or somebody you're providing for and, you know, your wife or your husband's not in the picture, I, I almost think that that's probably... That's a that's got to be tough. I mean, I don't want to put someone down for trying to provide for their children like that, Ruthann. But at the same time, what what are those kids getting out of? What are those kids getting out of this? You know, what because I get to have more things because we have more money, but I don't have any parent in my life. That's a that's a bad scene for the kids. It really is because what happens is the daughters go looking for men to be the father figure and boys have no father figure to show them how they are supposed to act. And, and you know, you remember that commercial um, where they, um, they had placed these elephants in an area in Africa, but they, had, they were young elephants and they had no parent at all. They were just young uh, elephants and they were destroying things. And then they brought in some male, fully adulted elephants and the kids started acting correctly they started being mindful and and obedient versus you know destroying things well kids are the same way you know if you don't have a dad in your life it's tough and and again i'm not again i'm not putting anybody down that doesn't have a dad i'm not putting any truck driver down that that you know has to be on the road because that's his skill i get that but if you're the only parent, it's pretty tough to, to swing that because most of the times something's going to happen to where you're out on the road and now guess what? Somebody can't make it to work to watch the kids or, you know, grandma, she's getting old. She can't really do that good of a job. Things start unfolding pretty bad in that situation. And now you're a trucker on the road. I'm going to tell you something. That is a recipe for disaster. And there may be some 
stories of, no, this worked for us very successfully, but the, the stories that I hear, most of the times it falls apart. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to have a large family structure as far as, you know, your parent being young, young enough to, to maintain taking care of young children, running them to functions and school and doing that homework with them, all of that stuff. You have to have a good family structure if you're going to be out in the road. Um, a lot of support from all of them to help you with your kids because you can't depend. First of all, your parent raised you already. Right now you're asking them to raise their grandchildren. We've experienced some of that. And it's not always easy to do when you're still trying to take care of your own family still. And then on top of it, you're getting older. I could tell you when we have Scarlet for a few days, it can knock me on my butt sometimes. And Scarlet is... Scarlet's our great niece. I mean, yeah. she's she we 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 and basically only, claimed her as our granddaughter, but she's going to be only three, and she can be a hellion. <laughs> so, so but so when I was out on the road, you were you were soccer mom, little league baseball mom, dance mom, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, all I'm saying is, if you have a nanny or you have somebody, uh, I don't know, a friend watching your children and you're paying them and all that stuff. Are they really able to have their life and then, you know, be soccer mom, baseball mom, and really giving those kids what they need? I, again, I'm not, I, I don't want to step over any boundaries and tell somebody they have to live their life the way I think it. I'm not saying that in any way. I'm just saying that most of the times this situation falls apart, just like we just seen in South Texas this past week with a driver and um, this company was telling me about. So, what also happened was this driver started trying to take ca- different cash advances, you know, so he had like four cash advances and he was wanting more. And, and I guess he had, you know, was going back and forth with them saying, Hey, I, I want to, I want to go ahead and start taking a load now. You know, I got, I've got arrangements for my kids now to be watched. And the company was like, wow, this dude has been home for eight days. And it's payday now. Here was the next, this was the next issue. So now it's payday, but, and he had, he, you know, because he was home, he had like only a, a load in or something like that, that was going to be on this paycheck. And then he cash advanced it. And he had all this cash advance, but, but his, he still had like, like 800 and some dollars coming, right? It wasn't like a full week's pay, but as you can see by being home eight days and then with the, um, uh, what's it called? The uh, costs of the truck payment and the insurances and everything sitting at your house for eight days doesn't stop. Okay, so now when you deduct all of that and and now you're sitting there going, are we going to have to go pick up our truck? Are, is, this guy, is this guy playing a game? You know, because most trucking companies, again, they know that um, in times past, most of them have been burned by a driver lying to them and not really, you know, he's just trying to get all the money he can out of them and then abandon the truck. And so they told him, listen, we have a load for you. Go pick that load up and we are still willing to pay you your paycheck. Well, your settlement, it's not a paycheck when you're an an owner-operator. We're willing to pay you this, even though your costs 
by sitting home for eight days. And by the way, this guy had only just started working for this company. So it wasn't like, I think he was like two weeks into the company. So he still made like three or four grand a week for his first two weeks. And then he sits for eight days. You cannot do that. And then all of a sudden expect, you know, I mean, any kind of a big paycheck. So he, he goes in and they go and they tell him, if you pick this load up after eight days of sitting there telling us that you got a problem, okay, we will go ahead and release your money to you as soon as we see that you're, you know, you've picked the load up and you're on your way to your destination. We will go ahead and release this money to you. And then, of course, the driver is fighting with them saying, oh, that's BS, blah, 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 blah. Well, this is something that a lot of drivers don't take in consideration, Ruth Ann. I almost called you Roosh. Roosh? Roosh. Hmm. That would be a cool name, Roosh. I don't hmm. even know a Roosh. I, I have. All right, I'm getting sidetracked. Listen, something that a lot of people don't understand, and I've, I've talked to owner-operators, not owner lease purchase drivers, which is considered an owner-operator, and some of them will say to me, hey, man, if I'm paying for that truck... I should be able to pick it out. If I'm paying for that truck, I should be able to stay home and as long as I want to. If I'm paying for that truck, I should be able to pick where I want to go. This is, they say that, right? What mm-hmm. they don't realize is, okay, first off, first off, it's a lease or a lease purchase truck. It's not in your name yet, even though the contract's in your name, number one. Number two, the trucking company, okay, are the ones that, Put up the money to get that truck in the first place, okay, in their possession for you to go and make a living as an owner-operator. Number two, when you don't run for a week, okay, you think, okay, that's on me, man. I'm the one paying for it. No, the company's still losing the money. They didn't didn't go and invest money to get that truck for you for it to sit and then not have money coming in. The trucking company is going to do what the trucking company does. They're going to make money. And if you're willing to sit for a week, guess what? That's going to upset any trucking company for the simple reason, whatever you're, you're 80 or 90% or whatever you're getting, they're not getting their 20% or their 15% or their 10% because you're sitting. And I know like there's drivers out there right now going, so what? They're not the ones paying for it. But yes, they are. They're the ones that initially invested in this. They're the ones that got you the cheaper insurance by being in their driver pool. They're the ones that had the credit to begin with to get a, a Kenworth or a Peterbilt or a Freightliner truck. So therefore, you have to understand when you sit, don't you can't take the attitude that it's it's my truck, I'm the one paying for it. That's BS. Unless you go to a bank and buy your own truck, it isn't your truck. It's still the company's truck. I don't care. You can call it a lease purchase in your truck all you want. But the bottom line is it isn't yours till the title's in your name. Mm-hmm. And well, not only that, but I, I mean, I'm just curious because the trucking company got the truck for them first. Are they, they're still responsible to make sure that truck payment is made, right? And the insurance is maintained on it, correct? Yeah. yeah if, so if the driver don't pay it for one, two, three weeks or a month. Trucking company has to pay for it. Exactly. So... It's not, you're not paying for it. The trucking company's paying for it. You're just liable to reimburse the trucking payment back all what's on your contract. Just imagine now, think about 
I mean, I mean this sincerely. I'm always on the driver's side unless the driver is wrong. And in this case, the driver was wrong. Okay. I think he was. He should have told them the problem before he went home. He knew. In fact, he knew he had this problem before he went home. That's why he went home. Okay, so therefore, he, he bs the company. He was being a sneaky, sneaky snake. He was being sneaky. And so it is what it is. But the bottom line is, you, you have to always understand one thing, that the trucking company is, is not there to just hand you a truck and to where you think you're the guy paying on it, it's your truck. It's, that's not the way it works. It's, you, just imagine if, if lease purchase companies said, oh, you have to have you know $5,000 down. Most of these guys would not be able to get in a truck because they don't have $5,000 or $2,000 or $10,000. You know, if you're an owner-operator going out into the world and you're going to buy a truck at a dealership, it's 10 to 20% out of your pocket from day one. And if you don't pay that, you don't get a truck. So trucking companies are kind of like your co-signer. They're more than your co-signer because they're putting up the entire truck for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The co- like if you co-sign for somebody, like we've co-signed for our children, you know, to get them started on car loan before. You know, we didn't provide the car, the dealership did. But when you go to a trucking company and you get a lease purchase, guess what? The trucking company had to go through a lot of stuff and be be something to be able to get that truck in order for you to walk in the door with no money out of your pocket Okay, and no responsibility but driving it. You're not paying for the fuel up front. It's just being deducted on what you made. You're not paying for you're not making the truck payment. It's just being deducted on what you made. That's all that is. You have zero responsibility except for delivering the load and 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 being a good worker. That's really the responsibility of a lease purchase driver. Fulfilling I, your contract. Absolutely. I know a lot of guys right now that are lease purchased and they're doing well. And they're good people. They're good drivers. They're on time. They run. In fact, to be honest with you, you know what a lease purchase should do? It should make you work harder. Like some guys think because I'm a lease purchase driver, I'm an owner operator, which means I'm going to get these big fat checks. In turn, you realize most guys that are successful at leasing, they realize, hey, Guess what? I need to work harder to make more money, and they do. The good ones do. Okay, so anyway, so going back to this guy, bottom line, they ended up flying in overnight and grabbing that truck. That's what they did. This is what they told me. They, they got on a plane. They flew a driver in at, like, midnight, and they grabbed the truck. And they went ahead and just took a load and just got the truck moving because they realized. That, and, and I want to tell you something. There's some drivers out there going, F that company, blah, blah, blah. They gave him eight days, Ruthann. They Most trucking companies would not give you eight days and listen to your excuses. I'm telling you this. Now, I'm a driver. I can say this. I'm telling you right now. This is not the way a driver should behave himself. It should be honesty. And if there's a problem that bad, you should you should be honorable and just say, hey, I'm going to tell the trucking company up front what's going on. And, and, and you probably really should quit your job at that point only because you're, you're screwing the company up and it's just unfolding into a bad situation. That's all I'm going to say. I agree with you. How about we say about a sponsor? Yes. Move on. Let's talk about uh, Carter Lumber, carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL. This is a company uh, drivers, class A and class B drivers. Hear me up. The company is looking for local only home every day. If you're over the road and you're really looking to get a little bit of rest and see your family more, uh, Carter Lumber has over 160 locations east of the Mississippi. Odds are 
They have a terminal near you where you can come and work locally. That's carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL. Ruthann, we're also brought to you by National Carriers. National Carriers is looking for lease purchase drivers, and they got those beautiful blue Kenworth T680s. Call them today at 888-311-7076. Ruthann, moving on. Moving on. Okay, so I wanted to talk to you about uh, something that came up in in recent in a conversation with your favorite, which would be Johnny Acid. Okay, so check this out. It was amazing, and I'm going to play that for everybody here in a little bit. I'm going to play the. I actually called Johnny, and we were on 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 uh, recording, and he told me the story about how he uh, uh, was working. And Johnny obviously is is a local driver now here in Florida, and he's working for this company, pretty good sized company actually. Okay, so anyways, so Acid recently told me this story about um, how he uh, came into work and he inspected his truck because Johnny mainly is a what we call a slip seater. You know what a slip seater is, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Right. So, so Johnny shares a truck with somebody else, and, and, and his shift is, I think Johnny's is the first shift. So he's on first shift. And he's doing an inspection, and he notices, like, some damage, I think, on the passenger side on the tank or something, right? And what he does was, real quick, he calls the driver that was in the truck the previous night. And he says to him, hey, I'm inspecting the truck, and there's all kind of damage on this on the one side. And what do you think the reaction of the um, other driver was? What me? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what me? <laughs> no, but that's that's exactly what I mean. From what Acid was telling me, so the driver now says, "Wasn't like that when I left it, right?" Okay. So now somebody's lying, obviously, mm-hmm. and someone's gonna get fired now, probably because instead of just fessing up and saying, "Hey, I made a little damage to the truck," all righty, um, they're you know, is it acid lying or is it the other driver lying? But obviously they both know now someone's getting fired. And, uh, so what exactly. And you know, what's funny, I would have thought, I would have thought that it was acid because he sometimes can act like, (laughs) like he's on acid. So, um, but no, it, it anyways, it turns out, that the company obviously went back and looked at video footage. Huh? Exactly. So they they start reviewing video footage and they could see where Acid, the last time Acid had the truck, he pulls in the yard and guess what? There's no damage. That's a good sign. Exactly. So then they go and they check out the other driver and I guess, and I'll play it then for everybody here in a little bit, um, I guess it turns out the other driver is the one that damaged the truck. So, so it's like, you got to think about this. So now instead of saying, okay, I, I was at a shipper and I scraped a pole or what, I don't know, whatever he did. Right. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying that and probably just having something, okay, you got an accident on your record now behave, you know, you're on probation and uh, you know, don't do it again. That's most companies are going to do like, they're not going to fire you for 
unless he's had this happen before and he's already had his warnings. I don't know. That is correct. But you know what? Acid didn't say that. And I, I think that acid would have told me that, Hey, this guy had, you know, other, and unless he did say it, I don't remember saying that. So I don't know that this guy had other incidents and you're right. If a guy has a bunch of incidents, he's going to be thinking, Oh, I'm going to get fired. I better not. I better not, you know. I'm going to lie. But I'm going to have to lie. So anyways, bottom line is he did lie. I don't think it was his, I think it was his only accident that he had. But because he's lying, guess what? Exactly. He got the axe, right? So it was a bad accent. Well, anyways, what I wanted to mention is this. Okay, when you're a driver and you, let's say you're, dropping and hooking a lot. You you got a drop yard full of, full of trailers and it's late at night and you're tired and you're sent in there to pick up a trailer and you don't do a good inspection on that trailer. Now just imagine if, if this, this guy might've been counting on acid to not really do an inspection. Maybe, maybe this guy thought Johnny would just get in it and go, you know what I mean? And, and next thing you know, when you're out on the road, you know, if, if Johnny wouldn't have done that inspection and he would have got down the road and then halfway through the day, he stopped for lunch and then he's walking out and noticed the damage and then called it in and go, Hey, there's damage. Well, didn't you do an inspection this morning? Johnny would have had to say, uh, 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 well, no. Or what would you say then? Didn't you yeah. do your inspection? Right? Yeah. Well, what happened when you did your inspection this morning? Well, I, I didn't do my inspection. Well, now you're fired for that. Or right. yeah, I did my inspection and it wasn't there. Now acid has to start lying mm-hmm. or, or he's going to fess up and say, listen, I screwed up. I didn't do my inspection, but I did not do that damage. So now who do you believe? Now it's a lot easier to believe that it was acid. So the, the good thing is that he did the inspection and that he caught the damage. And if you go into a drop yard and you don't do your inspection correctly and the last guy that dropped it in there busted up that trailer and you didn't see it. I mean, I'm serious. Like there could be overhead damage. There could be a hole in there. He could have hit, he could have hit a, a tree limb and, and put a tree limb through the damn top of the trailer. It happens a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. A lot of stuff can happen and, you know, you're then responsible for it. Yeah. Well, that's the whole point. Because you did, you lied is what I was meaning. You're responsible because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. Yeah. So guys, take this lesson from acid. Inspect your vehicles or, or you may be getting the blame for the last guy damaging your truck. You know, here's the other thing. You're at a truck stop. You come out. Wait a second. I just did my inspection. Well, you know what? When you come out from eating dinner... Or you've been sitting, you went in there to take a shower and you've already done your pre-trip and you're thinking everything's good. Well, what about the guy that might have backed into your truck or scraped your trailer or did something stupid because you don't want to do a walk around because you just did an inspection an hour ago. Listen, every time you're away from your tractor and your trailer, you need to do a walk around. Every single, if you go in to take a leak at a rest area, you need to do a walk around. You need to do a walk around because there's a good chance that that maybe the guy beside you scraped you and he might not have even known it. And there's Mm -hmm. pain on his trailer and blah, 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 blah. And you go to pull out and you don't know it. And guess what? Now you're getting blamed because all you ought to do is walk around and go, wait a second. What's that red paint on my trailer for? Wait, there's a red truck beside me. Hey, buddy, look what you did. Mm -hmm. You, You know, you need to inspect your vehicle whenever you're not near it. When you pick up a trailer in a drop yard, 
do a walk around. When you when you get out of your truck to walk in to take a leak, do a walk around. Whatever the case is, always protect your ass. It, it doesn't take much time, but what it does is it protects you a lot. I mean, even if what happens if you got, you know, a, a, a light that's out and you didn't realize it because, you know, something happened. You go down the road and you get pulled over by DOT. You just now got fined for a light that you didn't know was out because you just didn't do that inspection. Plus, you're getting a, a level one inspection on the side of the road, and and all because you could have prevented it by doing a quick walk around and going, mm-hmm. "Wow, look at that! I got a bulb out." Like mm-hmm. you just said, Rita. That's a good point. You know, even even lights out can in in the long run, not doing a walk around. And I'm not talking about your pre trip and your post trip. I'm talking about every time you're away from your truck. Do a walk around. If you don't, like Ruthann just said, you could have a light out and that could cost you a half a day on the side of a road. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, there's Everything could happen because you're not watching your truck. Guys, inspect your truck. That's really what I wanted to say. Okay. Before we move on, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play this audio with acid and, and uh, you can hear the story from the horse's mouth. Literally. Acid. So... You know, we haven't talked to you in quite a long time. I wanted to talk to you about something you and I were talking about the other day. You were telling me about an incident. I just want to kind of set the stage. You're a local driver for a company here in Florida, and you recently almost got blamed for an accident that you had nothing to do with, and it was because you have to slip seed in your truck, which can be a danger if... Each person, individual, is not doing a really, really good pre-trip. So why don't you tell everybody, you know, in a serious Johnny Acid, what actually happened the other day and how did they catch the culprit? Well, yeah, that's exactly right. Well, first of all, I'm on the hook for it because I did a, let's just say it wasn't a complete pre-trip. You know, I kicked the tires, I checked the oil, I checked the brakes, I checked the lights, make sure they weren't. Well, I own a pneumatic pen, you know, with the three pots, I, I pick up the cement powder and I deliver it. Um, and there's a blowdown pipe that comes down from the back of the tank to let the pressure out with a handle on it. And it was bent back, so I didn't really notice it. But I, when I got to my first stop, that's when I noticed it. And I mean, sometimes you don't pick everything up on the pre-trip. It wasn't like in your face so that you'd notice it, but... The, the two elbows on the top and the bottom were basically crushed flat, rendering the uh, blowdown valve pretty much useless. So. And you caught that on the pre-trip. Yeah, and you know, there's two racks that you use. You have to go up and open the, the top up, and then you have to close the top. So, a lot of times when there's damage like that, and this was a pulling forward type of damage because it was bent back. So. It's not from backing up, it's from pulling forward. My first thought was, crap, I wonder if I pulled, you know, ripped the rack off, because that happens. And, uh, you know, when I got back, I checked, and of course there was no damage uh, to the racks. Uh, The trip there was on highway. When I got there, there's absolutely nothing you can wreck into. So I I know it was the other guy. So I called the other guy, sent him the picture, and what do you think he said? Um, Let me guess, now this is the guy that was also driving the truck that got damaged. So this is the guy that's on, what, first shift, second shift? He uh, probably said something like, when you called him and you said, hey, 
Um, I noticed a lot of damage to the truck, and his response was probably something like, um, wasn't like that when I had it. That's exactly what he said. Is that he what said, he said? He goes, that's exact word for word. He goes, wasn't like that when I had it. And I said, well, um, I didn't really didn't hit anything, and there's two of us who drive it. So he goes, well, didn't you pre-trip the truck? And so, I go, yeah, but I didn't notice that, right? So, so, he, so he actually said, you, didn't you pre-trip? So he's already got the way to try to make you look stupid on top of blaming you on it. Uh, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay. That's, that's pretty much it. So he, uh, and he knew that if I missed it on the pre-trip that I was going to be on the hook for it because like many trucking companies, once you take possession of the truck, if you're a company driver, if there's if you do a pre-trip and you don't mark it down, then you're you're on the hook for it, right? That's, that's true. Well, this thing actually turned out uh, to have a good ending to it because I immediately called it in, sent pictures to the boss, and the boss believed me and didn't believe him. Apparently, the guy's shady, so he pulled video footage of me returning the truck with no damage to the yard. And then on the next shift that that guy had, him returning the truck to the yard with the damage. So he lied. Wow. It sounds like that guy had some ball. You know, I wonder, Acid, wouldn't it have been much easier for this guy to just have the little damage reported to the company and then, you know, maybe get a little mark on him? He probably wouldn't have been fired. I mean, I'm guessing on something like that, he probably wouldn't have been fired, okay? But yeah, I mean, yeah, the guy's got plenty of time off now. The sad thing is someone will probably hire him. But you're absolutely right. I mean, if you, if you bang, if you whack the truck, just admit to it. Because most of the time, especially if you're a good driver, and I think he is, but most of the time, have a little whack like that, and you call it in, they might slap you on the wrist, maybe, but they're not going to get rid of you. Right. Well, right? well, and the worst part is now when he goes to get another job, he don't he doesn't just have an accident under his belt. He now has a, he now has a failure to report an accident under his belt, which of course a lot of trucking companies will really frown on that because it's like, okay, now we're going to hire the guy. Is he going to be honest with us when he has a little ding? Probably not. Well, yeah, that's right. I mean, when I was out on the road, too, and you know this, and I think we talked about this already, too, it, it's not just local guys. It's over-the-road guys. Like, if you're dropping and hooking, right, you know where I'm going with this? Absolutely. Go right ahead. I was going to actually bring that up, but you're, you're yeah, talking hey, about a, dro a drop yard. I just want to bring it up so you remind you, but go ahead. Talk about it. Well, no, I mean, you're right. I mean, it, it's, it's no different than when you pick up a trailer in a drop yard, if you don't truly pre-trip that trailer and if the last clown damaged it and doesn't want to say, and I'll tell you what, it, that includes looking up along the top. You know, I'm not saying climb up. I'm just saying look up on the top. The guy could have caught something, uh, an overhead, you know, object and, and have a have something crushed up there. You just don't know what he what he did. You want to go over that trailer because... If you don't, and you don't catch it, and then you drop the trailer somewhere, the next guy's going to pre-trip it, and he might blame you. So you really want to 
always it's almost like when you go to Avis or something, you buy you get a rental car. What's the first thing the guy does when he shows you the car you're picking up? He says, Let's do a walk around. He wants right, to he right. wants to make sure you note any dings that you think are worth. It's the same thing. You really want to protect your butt. That's really the, the bottom line with it. Yeah, I mean, when you're dropping and hooking, a lot of times you can run into trailers that have damage to the landing gear. That happens a lot. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, uh, well, I'm glad it worked out for you, Acid. I'm glad the other guy got fired. And, and you know, because like most people know, you're, you're pretty much a clown, but at least you're pretty serious about your job. Most of the time, yeah. So, Acid, we haven't talked to you in quite a long time. You're, you're, you, you got off the road. Last time we talked to you, you were over the road. You were... A lease purchase driver, out running forty eight states. You you liked it, but then your lovely wife needed you home, and now you're you're kind of henpecked. You're now home, and uh, you're you're every day home. I mean, not, only, not only am I working seventy hours a week, but I'm still you know the house bitch, right? Scrubbing toilets, cooking, doing all that crap. So it's almost like sometimes I'd rather be over the road so I can just lay on my ass in my sleeper. You know what I mean? Maybe play some video games. So you're saying uh, over-the-road drivers are lazy? Yeah, they're lazy, and they're, uh, generally as a rule, they're overweight, too. <laughs> well, Would you want me to lie? At, at least you're back <laughs> home. What's that? It's true. They know it. Yeah. I'm not pissing anyone off. They, I mean, just go to the truck stop, you know what I mean? Um, there's a lot of overweight people there, drivers and their women. Oh, wait, did I say women? I shouldn't say women. That's that's wrong. Acid, you know, there's a reason why you don't get on this show much anymore. The, 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 the hate, your hate mail, really. You know, I'm gonna get a lot of hate mail over this one. I'm not a hater, you know. Hey, I've got nothing. If someone has gender dys, dysphoria and they're an adult, they can do what they want. We live in America. I, I'm not a hater. I just uh, I have a problem with you know a kindergartner learning about masturbation. So I have a problem with that. All right, Acid. I'm going unless you got any other stories for me, I'm going to cut you loose. I've got plenty, but none that are suitable for the air. None that are, well, you know, come up with one that's suitable for the air. <laughs> uh, the other ones I'll get with you on offline. Okay. Well, you know what? Uh, I'll try to check in with you tomorrow. I'm going to try to start checking in with you at least once or twice a week, and we'll put this in with the show. And, That's uh, probably a good idea. And, you know, I am going to get a dash cam video, too, uh, so that we can upload some of the idiots out on the road down here in Florida, too. I've been telling you to do that for a long time. Yeah, I know. I'm waiting for you to buy it, though. Yeah. Oh, oh by the way, I'm still waiting for my first paycheck, too. When's that coming? I told you it's coming. It's in the mail, right? It's it's It should be. <laughs> I'm going to let All you right. go. All right, brother. Okay. See ya. Take Bye. care. Okay, and that was right from the horse's mouth, Johnny Acid. And we are moving on, Ruth Ann. And uh, today's episode is brought to you by J.J. Keller. The Chucker's secretary. That's right. 888-601-2017. If you need someone to act as a secretary and keep all your paperwork in line, if you're a, a, a driver looking to get your own authority, your own uh, DOT number, call Keller. 888-601-2017. They can help big time. And we are also brought to you by driving-tests.org. Ruthann, uh, this is the company that guarantees you will pass your CDL. Mm-hmm. Okay, you will pass your CDL. It costs you $49 a month. Uh, you only probably need it for a month. 
And while you're in your trucking school, paying five, seven, eight, nine thousand dollars, a fifty dollar investment to guarantee you that you were going to pass that. In fact, we know somebody recently that did not pass their test. Won't mention her name, but she did not pass a part of her test, and now they she's got to retake it. And the bottom line is, um, if she would have had driving dash tests org, she would have had the guarantee of passing. Well, I think that, that it's a great company. Awesome. Perfect. So moving on, Ruthann, do you have the word of the day today? I do. And what is the word? Cavort. 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 Now, this is a word that drivers, anybody can use often. All right. You ready? It means to jump or dance around excitedly. Wow, cavort. Cavort. So he's cavorting. Your children are cavorting. Your dogs are cavorting. Your wife could be cavorting. Um, I, I don't see truck drivers doing so, much cavorting, but you know you could. <laughs> so when you drivers get home from being on the road this time, mm-hmm. and your wife's all happy, and your kids are all happy, and your dog, you know the dog gets, you know how the dog gets when you walk in. The, mm-hmm. the dog mm-hmm. dances better than anybody. <laughs> I mean it like our dog when we walk in the house he's like oh my gosh oh my gosh I'm going to explode <laughs> but but anyways um look at everybody and go you guys are just converting today yeah so show them that you're smart absolutely and and Ruthann that's by word genius word genius this place makes us so smart and you get a free word every day and it's a free download so check them out We're, they're not a sponsor of the show we just love word genius Ruthann do you have the joke of the day I do. What is, what is it? What is the joke? Is it a funny one today? You know, I thought it was pretty cute. Okay, let's hear it. How does a squid go into battle? Mm, tell me. He's well armed. He's well armed? <laughs> yeah, squid's got like lots of arms. Okay. <laughs> He's so stupid. Okay, I, I am stupid. <laughs> All right, well, that's the joke of the day. And do we have anything else? I do have an interesting fact. It's not trucking related, but it's something that everybody's dealt with. Well, let's hear it. Okay. Everybody likes to show MASH, right? They like to what? The show MASH. Oh, MASH? Like the 407 7th MASH with radar? Yes. Of course. We all Everybody's watched that. But do you know that it was actually based on a true story? Um, Actually, I think I've seen the movie. I didn't know that it was based on a... I think I... Might have known it was based on a true story. I, I might have known. I can't remember if I knew that. Okay, or not. well, <laughs> there it went. No, go ahead. Let's hear so, it. So it is based on a true story. Um, the person that Hawkeye played, which is Alan Alda, he, he, that was the actual creator of, of it all. He served during wartime. So Alan Alda actually served? No, the person he portrayed. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. So that person was an actual doctor an actual surgeon in a in a unit a mash unit in i believe it was saying the korean war or world war ii it was world war ii so he was in this the whole time so he basically created mash as his own experience alan alda also is the only character that is in every single episode of mash i didn't know that Mm because i know they went through um I think it was before it was BJ. It was um, or no, yeah, no, BJ was the one originally sharing the tent with uh, with Hawkeye. He got killed, and then Honeycut came, right? Or no, BJ is Honeycut. BJ, BJ is Honeycut. Honeycut. And then I can't. What was the guy's name that replaced him? He ended up. 
um, sharing the tent with him. I actually forget. Uh, I'm right now. I don't know. I watched so many episodes. I I would have to like. Yeah, and then you know uh, Frank. Frank was one of them. Well, Frank Burns was, <laughs> and he was always hanging with Margaret. And then you had the English guy that was really cocky. Yeah, that's the right. One. The, yeah. He was the third replacement. Yep. Actually, yeah. And then you had two colonels. Yeah, I was just going to say you had um, uh, Colonel Colonel Blake, Colonel Blake, and then the and then you had Potter. So, um, wow, I loved I loved that show. I did too. Yeah, I used I really to love did. watching it. You can also they based that they did that show like all the scenes in California, and the set is still there. It's most of it's been burnt away, but you could still go and see some of their, their setups, like maybe the, the Jeeps and stuff like that. They're in California. If you ever wanted to go and see it, it's a, a national park now. That's awesome. I mean, I love mass trivia. That is so cool. Um, thank you for that. For real. I mean, you know what I'm going to do now? I'm going to do like everything else I do when I haven't seen something in a long time. I'm going to go look it up on YouTube or Netflix or Amazon to see if they have the series now, just so I can watch I would love to watch MASH from from first episode all the way up to the last one. Binging. I love I'm gonna it's, a, binge. it's a thing. We're going to binge MASH. I used to watch MASH after school. Speed Racer, Bugs Bunny, and MASH. They were my shows when I was a little kid I liked MASH. after school. Anyways, I think we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.